Elimination Review of Important Points Nearly all drugs follow first-order kinetics of elimination. First-order elimination drugs have constant clearance and constant half-life. Clearance is the volume of plasma per unit time that is completely cleared of the drug. Clearance equals the rate of elimination divided by the plasma drug concentration. Half-life determines the time it takes for a patient to eliminate the drug after dosing is stopped. It takes about four to five half-lives for a drug to be 95% eliminated. The first order elimination constant, or KEL, determines the half-life. Volume of distribution and clearance determine KEL and therefore the half-life. Knowledge of the half-life is important because it determines how long it takes to eliminate the drug after a dose. Later, we will see that the half-life also determines how long it takes for a drug to accumulate and reach a steady state during constant rate dosing. Renal elimination. For most drugs, the total renal clearance will equal the sum of the hepatic clearance and the renal clearance. The total renal clearance is the volume of plasma completely cleared of drug by the kidneys per unit time. The relative contribution of the kidneys to total renal clearance can be estimated by multiplying the fraction of the dose excreted in the urine by the total drug clearance. CLR is equal to fraction of dose excreted in urine times the clearance. In a healthy adult, Total renal plasma flow is about 650 milliliters per minute, or 39 liters per hour. So the total renal clearance cannot exceed this maximum possible upper limit. The drug entering the kidneys and the kidney tubule is subject to three main processes that together determine the total drug renal clearance. Glomerular filtration, tubular secretion, and tubular reabsorption. Two of these, filtration and secretion, add the drug to the urine, whereas the third, reabsorption, subtracts. Therefore, CLR equals CLGF plus CLTS minus reabsorption. Drugs can be cleared from the body by the process of glomerular filtration. In a normal adult where healthy kidneys, in a normal adult with healthy kidneys, the normal GFR is 120 to 130 milliliters per minute, or 7.2 to 7.8 liters per hour. Therefore, the max clearance that is possible for a drug to be cleared by glomerular filtration is 120 to 130 milliliters per minute. Any drug in the unbound free form can undergo glomerular filtration as long as its molecular weight is below the cutoff size necessary for glomerular filtration. Drug that is bound to plasma protein is unable to go, undergo glomerular filtration. The glomerular filtrate rate can be estimated by the creatinine clearance. Since creatinine is unbound to plasma protein and is neither secreted nor reabsorbed, its clearance is primarily due to glomerular filtration. GFR is equal to the creatinine clearance, which is equal to the rate of creatinine elimination divided by pl plasma creatinine concentration. Creatinine clearance is equal to urine flow rate times urine creatinine concentration divided by plasma creatinine concentration. The renal clearance of a drug by glomerular filtration will equal the fraction of drug unbound in the serum times the GFR. Therefore, drugs with high plasma protein binding will have low renal filtration clearances 
or a GFR clearance less than 0.13 liters per minute. Whereas drugs with little plasma protein binding will have a clearance of GFR essentially equal to GFR. GF, GFR clearance is a function of protein binding altered by liver disease and, and kidney function. Kidney function is decreased in the elderly or patients with kidney disease. Drugs that are organic anions, weak acid, or organic cations, weak bases, may also undergo renal clearance by proximal tubular secretion. Tubular secretion is mediated by carrier transporters in the epithelial cells of the proximal tubules. These carriers are present in both the basolateral, or blood-facing, and the apical, or tubular lumen-facing side of the epithelial cells. The carriers in the basolateral membrane are members of the organic anion transporter, or OAT, or the organic cation transporters, OCT families, whereas the carriers in the apical membranes facing the urinary lumen are in the ABC family of transporters, which efflux drugs to the outside of the cell. Thus, the OATs and OCTs function to take up organic anions, acid drugs, and organic cations, basic drugs respectively, from the blood into the proximal tubular epithelial cells, and the ABC transporters subsequently utilize ATP to actively efflux the drug from the cells into the tubular lumen. Some weak acid or weak base drugs are extracted so efficiently from the plasma during a single pass through the renal circulation that the renal clearance equals the total renal plasma flow of 0.65 liters per minute or 39 liters per minute. This process can be so efficient that even drug-bound plasma proteins can be completely stripped from plasma proteins and eliminated into the urine during the single passive drug through the renal vessels. When more than one organic anion or organic cation drug is present in the blood, they may compete with each other for carrier-mediated tubular secretion, thereby inhibiting, inhibiting elimination by tubular secretion. This will, affect the low, this will have the effect of lowering the renal clearance of the drug, leading to its accumulation in the blood. It results in a drug-to-drug -drug interaction, or DDI. A general rule is that organic anions compete with organic anions for tubular secretion by OATs and organic cations compete with organic cations for tubular secretion by OCTs. Acids compete with acid for acid transporters and bases compete with bases for base transporters. Any drug in the urinary filtrate, either by filtration or secretion, is subject to passive reabsorption across the tubular epithelium and back into the blood from the tubular lumen. The capacity of the drug to undergo tubular reabsorption depends primarily on its lipid solubility, since this process mainly occurs by lipid diffusion. Most non-electrolyte drugs have adequate lipophilicity, such as ethanol, are rapidly and efficiently reabsorbed, such that little to no drug appears in the final urine product. Highly polar or ionized drug molecules, on the other hand, undergo reabsorption less efficiently, resulting in their appearance in the final urine product. This is why drugs that are highly lipophilic require metabolism to polar and or charged derivatives for their elimination. For drugs that have a weak acid or weak base characteristics can either 
ionized or can either be in the ionized or unionized state, the pH of the tubular fluid will determine the percent of the drug in the ionized and unionized form, and thereby the extent of reabsorption. The urine pH can be manipulated to increase the excretion of a drug after a drug overdose. Ammonium chloride to lower the pH and sodium bicarb to elevate it. This may be used to advantage in cases of drug overdose to facilitate the process of detoxification. Hepatic elimination. The hepatic clearance is the volume of plasma completely cleared of a drug by the liver per unit time. Hepatic clearance is equal to the rate of the hepatic drug elimination divided by C equals the volume of plasma completely cleared of drug per unit time by the liver. Any drug present in the blood delivered to the liver is subject to extraction from the blood and elimination by two possible mechanisms, metabolism to inactivate metabolites or excretion in the bile and ultimately the feces. Thus, total clearance Thus, total hepatic clearance is equal to metabolism clearance plus biliary clearance equals rate of inactivating hepatic drug metabolism divided by concentration plus rate of biliary excretion divided by concentration. Hepatic drug metabolism occurs through the action of drug metabolizing enzymes, which are enriched in the liver and which act on substrates or drugs to form products or drug metabolites with structural modifications. There are many kinds of drug metabolizing enzymes, but the most important are the cytochrome P450s, hydrolytic enzymes or esterases and amidases, and UDP glucurono transferases. Drug metabolism by enzymes usually produce metabolites with no pharmacological activity. It is this profile metabolism that contributes to elimination and drug clearance, since it removes active drug from the circulation and terminates the drug's activity. However, drug metabolism can sometimes produce active metabolites, not a clearance mechanism. Prodrugs are drugs that are inactive in their parent form and depend on metabolism for conversion to their pharmacologically active forms. In some cases, metabolism can produce metabolites with increased toxicity that can cause organ damage in certain situations. The purpose of metabolism is to convert dietary and environmental substances like drugs and endogenous waste products into more soluble, polarized metabolites that can be effectively excreted from the body. Metabolism occurs by enzymes that can be classified as either phase 1 or phase 2. Phase phase 1 enzymes introduce or unmask a functional group to the drug and for this reason are called functionalizing enzymes. Phase 1 enzymes usually but not always inactivate the drug but do not significantly increase drug excretion because the phase 1 metabolites retain lipophilicity. Phase 2 enzymes transfer a large, highly polar and water-soluble substance like glucuronic acid, sulfate, glucathione, methyl or acetyl groups to the functional group generated by phase 1. Phase 2 enzymes are called synthetic or conjugation enzymes because they increase the size of the drug. Phase 2 enzymes almost always inactivate the drug and dramatically increase drug excretability because the metabolites are much more polar and are often ionized.
The kinetics of drug metabolism can be modeled based on enzymatic kinetic models. Most commonly, the Michaelis-Menten enzyme model is used. Rate of metabolism is equal to V max times S divided by Km plus S, where Km is equal to the drug substrate concentration that produces 50% of the maximum enzyme velocity and is a measure of the substrate affinity for the enzyme. S is the drug substrate concentration, and Vmax is the maximum enzyme velocity, which results when the enzyme is 100% bound to the substrate. The MM model predicts that when S is equal to or below the Km, there is roughly a proportionality between S and the rate of metabolism, and it is approximately a first-order process. When S increases above the Km, the enzyme becomes increasingly saturated, with the drug substrate and the rate of metabolism begins to approach the max enzyme velocity, or Vmax. At the Vmax, the kinetics are zero order and the rate is independent of any further increase in drug concentration. Fortunately, nearly all clinical drugs, depending on liver drug metabolism for their clearance, exhibits first order kinetics, plasma drug concentrations, and are in the therapeutic range. This implies that drug concentration under therapeutic condition is equal to or below the Km for their drug metabolizing enzymes. For this reason, most drugs eliminated by hepatic metabolism will show an exponential decline in plasma drug concentration, reflecting first-order elimination kinetics. Cytochrome P450s, or CYPs, are the most important group of drug metabolizing enzymes due to their dominance in drug metabolism. They are phase one enzymes that catalyze the oxidation of the drug as follows. Drug plus O2 plus NADPH yields oxidized drug plus water plus NADP plus. Again, drug plus O2 plus NADPH yields oxidized drug plus water plus NADP plus. The very broad activity of the P450s towards drugs is due to multiple families and subfamilies of enzymes, forming a superfamily of enzymes. Each family member tends to have specific but broad capacity to metabolize drugs of various structures. The types of oxidation reactions catalyzed by P450s are diverse and take many forms, including the aromatic hydroxylation, aliphatic oxidation, N-dealkylation, O-dealkylation, S-dealkylation, N-oxidation, and S-oxidation. The P450s are located in the membrane of the endoplasmic reticulum. The activities of each family members is uniquely sub subject to genetic factors, age, hormones, and exposure history, or the presence of inducers and inhibitors. Plasma esterase is a type of phase 1 enzyme that catalyzes the hydrolysis of drugs with ester bonds. This enzyme is also known as pseudocolonesterase. This enzyme catalyzes the following reaction. Ester drug plus water yields alcohol plus carboxylic acid. This enzyme is located in the plasma. Examples of ester drugs metabolized by esterase include succinylcholine and acylosalic acid or aspirin. This is a pronounced genetic influence on the activity of plasma esterases. 
Individuals with the poor metabolizer genotype exhibit delayed apnea from the polarizing neuromuscular blocker succinylcholine after anesthetic procedures. Hepatic amidase is a type of phase 1 enzyme that catalyzes the hydrolysis of drugs with amide bonds. Amide drug plus water yields amine plus carboxylic acid. This enzyme is located in the liver. Examples of amide drugs metabolized by hepatic amidase includes the amide local anesthetics lidocaine, prilocaine, articaine, and bupivacaine. UDP transferases are a family of phase 2 enzymes that catalyze the transfer of glucuronic acid from the donor sugar nucleotide substrate to a functional acceptor group on a drug or drug metabolite. Drug OH plus UDPGA yields drug-O-glucuronide plus UDP. Again, drug OH or drug with a hydroxyl group plus UDPGA yields drug-O-glucuronide plus UDP. The resulting metabolite is a glucuronide conjugate, which is polar and negatively charged at physiologic pH, permitting its excretion by organic anion transporters in the liver and kidney. The enzymes are located in the endoplasmic reticulum membrane, especially in the liver. Their activities depend on genetics, age, hormonal, and environmental factors, including the presence of other drugs and inducers and inhibitors. Factors that affect the rate of elimination by drug metabolism. Any factor that changes the apparent Km or Vmax of the metabolizing enzyme for a substrate can affect the rate of drug metabolism by the enzyme and hence the hepatic clearance. These include prior exposure to enzyme-inducing agents or current exposure to enzyme inhibitors. Enzyme inducers. Enzyme induction refers to an increase in the amount of enzyme due to the presence of an enzyme inducer. When enzyme levels are increased, the Vmax of the enzyme will be increased. In the example to the right, the amount of enzyme is increased twofold. This will double the Vmax and will increase the rate of metabolism at any value for, of drug concentration by twofold. Sometimes an inducer drug will in, induce the rate of its own metabolism called autoinduction. An example is carbamazepine or cigarette smoke. Enzyme induction is a slow process, requiring days to week of exposure to the inducer for the levels of enzyme to increase and stabilize. Similarly, when exposure to the inducing agent is stopped, it takes a few weeks for the enzyme activity to re return to its basal uninduced level. The consequence of enzyme indu induction is increased drug clearance by hepatic metabolism, and it may be necessary to compensate for increased drug clearance by increasing the dose rate to keep the plasma drug concentration within the therapeutic range. Common inducers and the cytochrome P450s they affect include isoniazide and chronic alcohol use, cigarette smoking, non-nucleoside HIV reverse transcriptase inhibitors, phenobarbital, carbamazepine, phenytoin, and St. John warts. Enzyme inhi inhibitors. Enzyme inhibition can occur when two drugs are present that compete for metabolism by the same enzyme. 
The presence of a competitive inhibitor has the effect of increasing the KM of the enzyme for a substrate relative to when the substrate is present alone. The effect of the inhibitor can be overcome by increasing the concentration of the substrate. Another possibility is that the inhibitor binds to another site of the enzyme and results in non-competitive inhibitory behavior. In either case, the rate of metabolism of drugs by the inhibited enzyme is slowed down, and if the dose rate is not adjusted, the plasma drug concentration can rise to reach a toxic level. Some of the most well-known examples of inhibitors with clinical consequences include antiarrhythmics such as amiodarone and quinidine, HIV protease inhibitors, fluoroquinolone antibiotics, macrolide antibiotics, and antifungal drugs. Other factors that can affect K of M or Vmax of drug metabolizing enzymes include genetic factors, hepatic disease including viral, hepatitis, and cirrhosis, heart disease causing decreased blood flow to the liver, endocrine disease such as thyroid and pancreas, and pregnancy, enterohepatic circulation. Drugs can form an, an enterohepatic circulation by the following steps. A. Excretion into the bile. B. Entry into the intestine. C. Reuptake from the intestine into the portal venous blood. D. Reuptake from the portal blood by the hepatocytes. And E. Re-excretion into the bile. This can be consequence for exposure of the intestine drugs leading to gastrointestinal toxicity and can effectively increase the half-life of drugs that undergo circulation. Elimination by biliary excretion. Some drugs are eliminated primarily by biliary excretion. Bile is a yellowish fluid secreted by hepatocytes into the bile ducticles containing biosalts, cholesterol, and ions, sodium, potassium, chloride, etc. Drugs enter the bile using carriers on the apical surface of the hepatocytes, part of the hepatocyte membrane facing the bile canaliculi. These carriers are mainly in the ABC or ATP binding cassette family of the transporters such as ABC-C1 and ABC-G1. Factors that affect the rate of biliary excretion. Hepatic diseases that interrupt or stop the flow of bile affect the elimination of drugs that undergo biliary elimination excretion. Cholestasis is a condition of decreased bile flow. Many drugs excreted in the bile are not significantly eliminated from the body because they undergo effective enterohepatic circulation. After the bile enters the intestine, the drug can be taken back up across the GI mucosa and into the portal blood. It is then re-extracted and re-excreted back into the bile by the liver. This process is called enterohepatic cycling. This can be a factor in exposure of the gut to drugs leading to drug-induced GI toxicity. Enterohepatic cycling is also significant because it effectively lengthens the half-life of the drug in the circulation. 
A variant form of enterohepatic circulation is where phase two conjugates of the drug produced in the liver are excreted into the bile and undergo hydrolysis by bacteria in the colon. The deconjugated drug is then reabsorbed across the colon mucosa and re-enters the circulation. High versus low hepatic clearance drugs. High hepatic clearance drugs, also called high hepatic extraction and flow-dependent drugs. For some drugs, there is a large excess of metabolizing enzyme activity in the liver, which is more than adequate for complete removal of all drug delivered in the blood to the liver. Since all the drug is removed, hepatic venous blood has zero or very low drug concentration. The hepatic clearance of such drugs will equal or nearly equal to the total liver blood flow. In a healthy adult, the average hepatic blood flow under resting conditions is 1,500 milliliters per minute or 90 liters per hour. A drug with hepatic clearance will exhibit a clearance on the order of hepatic blood flow. For high hepatic clearance drugs, hepatic clearance is equal to liver blood flow, or CLH equals Q. Two characteristics of such drugs are that one, their hepatic clearance is affected by changes in liver blood flow, but is not greatly affected by the presence of inducers or inhibitors or other factors that alter the amount of activity of drug metabolizing enzyme. And two, the oral bioavailabilities of high hepatic clearance drugs is usually very low, but can be dramatically increased by the presence or use of inhibitors that inhibit the enzymes that control their bioavailability. Low hepatic clearance or low hepatic extraction drugs. For other drugs, the drug metabolizing enzyme in the liver is so inefficient that most of the drug entering the liver leaves the venous circulation of the liver in a concentration that is barely changed from that of the blood entering the liver. The clearance of low hepatic clearance drugs will be only be a small fraction of the total liver blood flow. The clearance of drugs of this type are typically less affected by changes in the rate of their delivery to the liver, such as liver blood flow, but the presence of factors that alter the amount of activity of enzymes will have much more profound effect. Thus, drugs in this category are much more subject to the effects of inducers and inhibitors. For a low hepatic clearance drug, CLH will be a function of Vmax times S divided by Km plus S.